What's up, Gang Count Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in, and you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sons Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. It's the end of an era here at the show. That's right. And uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, so today I get up. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into kind of a changeover like this. Of course, Jamie Bradford will join us tomorrow as a full-time co-host of the show with Phil and I. And we're excited about that. But um, there's a lot of uh, production stuff we had to do. Uh, the pre-show scroll you saw was something I was working on today. Uh, got a phone call. And it was one of those where, you know, I kind of let it ride up until about nine, you know, 1053. Come back and the Wi-Fi's out at the house. Uh, so I'm connected uh, via my personal hotspot on my iPhone. So I hope it, I hope it holds. Because th- this was almost, yet yeah, like after yesterday, uh, I didn't know that it could get any worse. But, but today... Uh, you know, you want to talk about feeling like a clown? I would have been like, "Wow!" You know, that was uh, that would have been unbelievable. But this is inside the game, guys. The show, Phil Mullinex, J.C. Sherbert. Don't forget tomorrow, Bradford joins us full time. We'll become a power trio. Uh, new, there'll be a new intro, new commercial sounded stuff, new sponsors coming on board. Uh, so our inside the game, Cox, the show family, not only grows like with Bradford, but several other affiliated businesses. And we appreciate those guys coming in for sure. Certainly just like we appreciate all of you. Um, Phil, I got up today uh, (laughs) because uh, the MP3 thing got stuck last night. So get up, I'm up about 4 a.m. local. And I'm like, this son of a biscuit eater, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, you know, so I hit the button again, it uploads it. And then I get a tweet from one of our fans. It's like, yeah, the show was entitled Malfunction Junction, and then you uploaded Friday's show. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so I had to go delete that. So I mean, I think it's probably good. Jamie's coming on board, Phil. We've had a we've had a These, tough run of it here. Past few shows have been interesting, uh, at least logistically and technologically. I mean, even I mean, we we started a show a few minutes prior to starting this show and for some reason youtube didn't connect so i had to yeah. go back out recreate the whole thing and but hey we're happy to be back in here with everybody it's that daggum google company man they rule google. the world right. hey, google. google layoffs <laughs> hey google um so uh anyway uh, some things to get to today. i'm sure you guys want to talk about nicholas harbor that's <laughs> what yeah. everybody else wants to talk about uh, I was on 107.5 The Game this morning for an hour with uh, Will Gunner. And Pre- Preston Thorne is now his co-host on the, the morning show on 107.5 The Game. We're always good to hear from Preston. Um, just want to talk. I think we talked about Nick Harbor for 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, or, or 75% of that segment, because that segment's a bunch of ads, a lot of ads. Uh, it's like talk, 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 ad, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, I love doing it and I love Bill and, uh, certainly glad he's got Preston as his co-host now, but we, I mean, I, that, that we dug into it hard. Um, 
And, and what I can tell you guys right now about the situation is I, I still, I don't know. Tony Morrell put in a crystal ball yesterday based on the totality of his info. Um, I'm he- I'm hesitant to do that. I, I, I don't know why. I don't, something just, I don't know. It's And it's nothing more than a gut feeling because all my information uh, from South Carolina's end and elsewhere uh, indicates, you know, a few other places elsewhere. I mean, and maybe it's because Steve Welfong and Brian Doan and those guys haven't jumped on the crystal ball train for the Gamecocks yet uh, at 24-7 Sports because they're, they're talking to a variety of different contacts. But um, South Carolina feels pretty good about it. Uh, I, I think Oregon, obviously, uh, the, the recency bias, I guess, <laughs> uh, the most recent official visit, um, I think Oregon probably feels like they got a chance, a good shot. Uh, I know Maryland's had some confidence, and then Michigan was the favorite before Carolina was. Uh, but I, I, I think the prevailing intel with Michigan is the Harbaugh thing, you know, the constant flirtation with the NFL. Uh, and then there was uh, Schefter had a story out a couple of days ago that Harbaugh, even after he released the um, statement he was staying at Michigan, still met with the Broncos owner. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, Jeez. you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, and that's two years in a row where I think had he gotten and Harbaugh gotten an offer to go back to the NFL, uh, he probably would have gone. So, uh, and that kind of stuff, everybody remembers when Steve Spurrier made the two or three years comment, uh, and how the recruits just started diving off of, uh, what was a good, good recruiting class at the time. And you know, that, that's the thing, a head coaching transition, uh, because that that doesn't just mean the head coach leaves. It means there's going to be a whole new staff, like a lot of new faces. Uh, that that upsets what what I've called the comfort level, and the comfort level is what all decisions are based on. Um, so so I, I, you know, maybe it still is Michigan. Sometimes you sit here and you get to the Monday before Wednesday announcement, and everybody kind of thinks the team that was going to get him way back when is out, and then they end up getting him. Because at the end of the day, that you, you, you gravitate back to your first love or, or whatever. Um, but anyway, all my information says Gamecocks feel really good. They, like, they're in a strong position, like like where they're at. And so um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, we all hope he comes on board and it'll be, a, you know, like you said, it's the cherry on top of a great 2023 class and, you know, some – Another set of hands, I guess, if, if if he can use them like that to catch the ball, <laughs> which is what we're all I, hoping for, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope. Uh, I, I think I think that's the question when you break him down as a player. Not that he hasn't doesn't have good hands, or not that we've seen him with the dropsies or anything like that. It, it's it's you know, he's probably not as polished at catching the football as you yeah. as you'd want right now. And and if he's not going to get very much bigger. I think you almost have to look at him as a receiver or maybe exclusively a split tight end. Uh, I'm, I'm sure with a new offensive coordinator, you know, he'll at least have a better idea. Uh, unlike they did with Jaheim Bell, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think they'll have a good idea of kind of where to play him and get the most out of him. We were talking about defense today, too. And um, Preston Thorne, who obviously played defensive line at Carolina, was saying just as a rush end like on passing downs, uh, it's not rocket science to tell a guy to go in there and do it and to kind of say, well, we're not going to ask him to do these three or four things. He's just going to uh, go after the ball, you know, go 
sick them, you know, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said that's not that hard to do. And I, I like Harbor's uh, film on defense a, a lot. I think especially uh, when you talk about uh, hand quickness and things like that at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, he's slippery. He can get in there. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's the plan or not. I, I think when you a guy like this, you, you, you know, uh, where where is he going to play? Well, where does he want to play? Mm. Yeah. You know, where you want to play, man. Yeah, that's right. We'll <laughs> be know? happy to have you wherever you want to be. Anywhere he wants. I, I still think he's going to play touchdown uh, if he can catch it all. Uh, so that's it. Uh, Nana Sports Chat Box, of course, wide open today. We have the Mental Edge with Sawyer Nicks coming up. Obviously, the big news with Bradford joining us tomorrow full time. And uh, just a couple of notes on that. Uh, all right, so we do have more sponsors. Uh, I, I don't know if the breaks are going to get longer i guess uh probably about about 30 seconds or so um what you'll hear you'll hear more variety you know because i know some of you have have like memorized the commercials which i think is very effective for our advertisers but i I did realize it probably gets monotonous uh to sit here at at the same breaks over and over again so we're going to split things up and with a three-man crew we can do that um i think uh uh, I, I think it'll be very good. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of living the dream myself right now, working with Phil. Uh, and I've always, you know, dreamed about working with Jamie too, uh, because all this kind of came about, um, the daily aspect of it by, uh, me going on Jamie's show every Wednesday for an hour. And that honestly, with some of the highlights of my career, mm. uh, I felt like I could kind of be myself and, and it's carried over to the show. Uh, and I appreciate that. And so, Working with Jamie and Phil at the same time is going to be outstanding, uh, you know. And our goal is to be the number one Gamecock show every day. Yep, every day with uh, Express Sunrooms and our twenty-seven advertisers and our hundred and fifty <laughs> people in the chat box and our technical malfunctions and my hair. <laughs> That's uh, right. Dog barking yesterday, Phil. I also forgot to unplug the daggum turtle pond. Oh, it was so. so mean, there's a note was on enjoying, YouTube. <laughs> I was a note on YouTube is like, well, "Who's running the water? I got to pee." And I'm like, "Oh man!" And I look down, and Lizzie's looking up at me like the turtle, like, mm. you know, yeah, they look that face. Mm. And I'm like, she didn't. She, I guess she's breathing because I guess it's hibernating time for her. But uh, uh, and you know, so uh, I forgot to unplug that yesterday. It was just a, just a mess. Maybe. Maybe that guy that lives in his basement that tweets about Clemson and keeps the spreadsheet uh, with me and Whittle and Tony on it, the stalker. <laughs> maybe he was right, and I am a hot mess. Maybe that's the maybe I am a hot mess. I don't know. Yeah, you know. But it's been uh, it's been kind of a challenging twenty four hours. <laughs> I'm worried, and you know, like I said, the, the Wi-Fi's out. It's one degrees today in uh, where I'm at. Um, <laughs> negative seven is the wind chill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Don't go I mean, outside. The heat went out in one of our cars, too. So last night, we went and traded it out for her mom's car. They're, they're in Thailand still. She's got a brand new Mercedes SUV with seat warmers and stuff. It was outstanding. But uh, sure was cold this morning. Sure was cold this morning. So, mm-hmm. and, How uh, does Red handle that? Does he, does he mind going outside? <laughs> he's got a big old coat of fur, man. Yeah, so. I mean, you know. He should handle it well, right? Oh, he's got a doc. He's got a vet's appointment today. I got a reminder. I, I, I'm done with this vet. That this, the, the, you know, everybody's like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. The, the COVID situation, why COVID all of a sudden screwed everything up for good. Like, you know, 
permanently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Permanently, you know, my doctor is a lunatic. Uh, you know, I, they prescribe this blood pressure medication, right? Uh, it's taken me five days to get it. I went to the doctor five days ago. You know, yeah, you know, they used to just give you the prescription and you go to the pharmacy. Well, now they have a certain lady that calls it in and she forgot to call it in because oh my when, God. I, when I was leaving, there was a guy in there raising hell because he, he'd, he'd been in an accident, right? Mm. But it, it, it was obvious he needed some pain medication because he right. was yelling and just out of control. So I got the hell out of there. I was like, I'm not going to be part of off doctor's office violence. Um, so I left. <laughs> And uh, we go through the weekend. Nobody's calling anything in. And then, uh, uh, so Nat, her son goes to the the doctor that shares the the practice. That Doctor Lee. I, I go to Doctor Murad. Murad. Murad from Syria, right? Aleppo. Oh. I'm like, well, I don't want to discuss Spart. I mean, you know, sometimes I think Spartanburg has it bad. <laughs> that is Aleppo, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So this guy's like, you know, I don't, I think human life to him is just kind of an afterthought, um, just based on pictures of his hometown. But, uh, you know, so he's in there and like, I had a few things, you know, I had to get a couple of referrals for some different minor stuff that I need to take care of. Cause I'll come out the doctor, right? And let's get it. Let's nip it in the bud. So, so the, the psychos in there cussing everybody out and I, I just got the hell out. But, but then I expected some competence, right? I expected, okay. They checked me out. I even paid the copay. Like the lady, I was, I was gave her my card for the copay. She's like, well, well you, you're going to pay now? I'm like, it's $25. Yes. Yeah. I don't want that bill for 25 bucks coming in every month. I keep for, I forget to pay it. All of a sudden, it's on my credit report. $25. Yeah, I'd like to get this taken care of. So I even paid. No prescriptions. Talked to her yesterday. Oh, I lost your email address. My email address? <laughs> Well, could you not have looked up my patient file? Yeah, do you not Maybe? keep any records there? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know medical records are a big, you know. I mean, come on, man. So anyway, so the vet has gone to hell too. Uh, and I used Banfield because when I was in Nashville and had red, when I was in Greenville and had red, they were really good. It was like a real vet. Dog, dog gets sick, take him to Banfield. Oh, we're gonna try to fix him. <laughs> One time he had to have reconstructive surgery on, on a private area. So Banfield wasn't equipped to do that because he had some crystals in his urethra. But uh, <laughs> I had to nice. 2500 bucks later. It's a reconstructed situation. Uh, but, yeah, he could, could, dude couldn't pee. But they tried to fix it, right? They got him right in. Now, with Banfield up, it's like, eh, when you, you better schedule your teeth cleaning because we don't have any availability until March. And I'm like, I pay you guys $79 a month. It's like, I thought this was like health insurance for pets. Oh, no, it's more of a maintenance plan. I'm like, that's not what a you told me when plan. you sold it to me. A maintenance plan. Run your dog by butt for an oil change. My man doesn't need an oil change. He doesn't need his fluids topped off. I, I really just need to update it. Make sure your shots are updated so I get him groomed. Of course, with this weather, he probably doesn't need to be groomed all that much. But... So I'm done with them. I'm like, Red's 11 years old. I'm taking him to Lockport Animal Hospital. And, and right. she, so, so I got to call these people today. And really, they're they're dumber than dirt that work at this place. I mean, they're just, and rude. Like, like all of a sudden, there's a shortage because of COVID. Oh, my God. You know, which is, mm. I, 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 you know, I know COVID's still out there, but I, I thought we were beyond that, right? And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Why is there a vet shortage because of COVID? 
What <laughs> sense does that make? None. You'd, you'd think it would drive people to veterinary medicine, seeing as how they wouldn't have to deal with sick people all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and, yeah, and I read places, things like the Washington Post. And the, literally, I think that newspaper wants everybody to quit and kind of work, you know, live off the government, so to speak. Because uh, they're, they're talking about crap like quiet quitting. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Quiet quitting. Anybody that works for me, you want to quiet quit, it's going to be loud firing. <laughs> Not quiet quitting, loud yeah, firing. There will be no fire. quiet quitting here. No, there's no yeah. you're, you're done. No, there's no quiet quitting in the world of J.C. Sherbert. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of think a lot of it has to do with that. These, these people just out there like, oh, I don't need a job anymore. And I'm like, well, it's probably because you're so socially awkward when COVID hit. You enjoyed staying at home so much. And you're terrified to go back outside. Terrified to go live in public. Mm-hmm. That's a big sociological spiel I went on. But anyway, I'm changing vets today. So I got to remember <laughs> to call Banfield after the show and get records emailed over and check this out they have a uh, the new hospital has an AOL email address from the 90s oh jeez <laughs> lockport lockport animal 19903 at aol.com that's not very reassuring I'm like are you on AOL instant messenger too that's right <laughs> ding dong <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right, we, we're going to hit a bre- first break. Sawyer Nix with The Mental Edge is coming up uh, here in a little bit. Uh, he's going to talk about a lot of different topics, including one that's kind of personal for me this week. Um, do want to congratulate Robert Brooks and Mark Burson for being inducted in the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame. Brooks, of course, I'll always remember him in 88 after Sharp left. He kind of picked up for the Gamecocks. And then after Sharp retired from the Packers, Brooks picked up there. Green Bay Packer for many, many years. So, And Mark Burson, of course, was the longtime soccer coach at South Carolina. Led the Gamecocks, I think, to a, a national championship game berth in the 90s, sometimes 80s, 90s, sometimes like that. Anyway, we're going to hit a break. Be back. This is the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Coach O, now back to the show. Gold Tigers in the soul. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. 
And of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you as always by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. She'll be happy to help you with all of your Upstate residential real estate needs. Give her a heads up that you heard it here. I'm sure she'd love to hear that we are still feeding her business. Yeah, always good referral business. Mm -hmm. A note from the high school ranks, Lexington High School head coach Perry Woolbright is the next head coach at Clover High School. He replaces my friend Brian Lane, who took the job at Anderson Westside. Uh, Mm -hmm. Brian had Clover winning. Clover's a big school. They are big, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, It's interesting. Um, anyway, Nana Sports Chat Box, oh, the award-winning Nana Sports Chat Box, by the way. Rocking and rolling. Everybody's there. We have action. Somebody asked about Bradford coming in today. Uh, not till tomorrow. But we went ahead and ran the scroll today, and that was probably my fault. Um, no, kind of a preview. I was glad we got to see it, make sure there weren't any yeah. misspellings that we'd get, you know, raked over the coals over and all that other good stuff. There we go. <laughs> Brave Red Cog says, what's up, clowns? Uh, mm-hmm. Brian says your hotspot is better than your Wi-Fi. LOL. You are coming in very nice. It's clear. Maybe this is the way we need to do this. <laughs> Damn <that>. Chicago. <laughs> well, there's probably some kind of limit, like 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 some some kind of limit on your Wi-Fi because of the environment or something that they put in here. <laughs> some sort like, of bandwidth, yeah, restriction that you have restriction, up there. Restriction, <laughs> you know. Nah, the kids though, man. They they both have a PlayStation Five. One has a gaming computer. One has a, a iMac or a, a, an Apple. You got my iMac. The whole house streams like mm. big old TVs at any given time. So you never know. I mean, the oldest one may be down there like downloading a game that takes a day. Jeez, oh, <laughs> like you know, that's like passing a kidney stone. Uh, Jared said, "Why didn't Nicholas Harbor's mom make the trip to Eugene?" Is this telling? I don't know. I think dad is kind of another guy. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, okay. Clint says Mike Farrell predicted Carolina. Hmm. Uh, Craig says Woody Womack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even reading that, dude. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Woody Womack said that Chuck, on Chuck Oliver, good guy. I like, I like Chuck, by the way. Uh, he thinks USC is third. Mm, okay. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. South Carolina doesn't think they're third. You know, I, I, I'm going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. It, it's just kind of funny that, like, and not our guys at 24-7, right? You know, Mike Farrell, actually, it surprises me that he thinks Harbor's coming to, going to Carolina. Um You know, some of these guys, maybe at Rivals or whatever, that don't rank Carolina's guys very high, you know, mm-hmm. ever. They down they they rank based on brand. It's kind of funny when you're in a situation like this, you know, they're downplaying the whole thing. <laughs> you know, because my God, you know, <laughs> that'll ruin our perfect little, uh, you know, 38 five stars with five, four schools getting all of them. That doesn't. Of course, that's not realistic. How could South Carolina get a five-star? That can't happen. He's 39 now. Carolina (laughs) hadn't gotten uh, very many. No, last one was what, Zach Pickens? 
Jordan no, Birch. Jordan Birch. Jordan Birch. Pickens Jordan and Birch back to back years. And then uh before that it was Lattimore and Clowney. Yep. And before that, Ricardo Hurley to me. So this would be the first out of state five star commit in the modern what what I call the internet recruiting era, which started around two thousand. Um and I know Chris Culliver was a five-star at Rivals, uh, but Scout didn't have him as high. So if you go kind of composite, composite at that time, and ESPN was in the game too, uh, he wasn't a five. So composite five-stars, you know, South Carolina's got Lattimore, Clowney, uh, Pickens, and Birch, and then this would be Harbor. Uh, Are the on-three rankings included in the composite rankings now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought so. I was just making sure. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, because when Scout folded into twenty four seven, they just had three with with uh, ESPN rivals and twenty four seven, and then right. the own three guys. Heck, most of them used to work at twenty four seven Sports or Rivals or somewhere. I mean, two of the best of the business are Jerry Hamilton and and, and Charles Power, yeah. who I know and worked with uh, really closely during my time at twenty four seven. So, uh, and I actually mentioned that to him. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Just to you're not gaining any sort of strategic advantage by not including them. You know, I mean, their, their rankings are good too. They're probably better than most, to be honest. Uh, so I'm glad they're involved. Um, uh, Clint says Harbor's list of finalists is usual, a little unusual for a five-star player. I think that speaks to the fact his recruitment hadn't been typical. No, it hadn't. There's a lot of factors and, uh, South Carolina is the only sec finalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell yeah, Pat- just by looking at it, it's, there's a heavy lean for the track and field, though. I mean, that's what—that's why the finalists are the way they are. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland, Miami. I don't think Miami's getting them. <laughs> uh, Talk about shocking the world. Yeah, <laughs> Maryland, Miami, uh, Michigan. So the three M's: uh, two Big Ten and an ACC, a Pac-12 and an SEC. So we'll see what's going on. Jan said, Nola Cock broke down the track draw to Carolina for Harbor. I think the only question is, does he want to play in the SEC or Big 12? Or Pac-12. Did I say Big 12? Big 12. Been that kind of week. Been that kind of week. As you can see behind me, I have a lot of Carolina Rise mailing to do today, too. So that's, <laughs> that's why I didn't even wear a hat. I was like, screw it. We're just going to yep. roll. Hop on. Let's go. Um, uh, Clint, Clint says, what is Aleppo? It's, uh, I think a city in Syria or it used to be a city in Syria. I think it's under a bunch of rubble now, which is sad. I mean, it's a humanitarian crisis. I didn't mean to make a joke about it, but you know, um, Joey says, uh, come back to South Carolina to avoid all that drama and one degree weather in time, my friend, That's right. in time, in due close time. Enough. Mm-hmm. Crager says, tip your waiters, JC. We'll be here all week. <laughs> um, oh, man. 76. Yep. Wow, this is sad. For those of you who pray like me, I do. Please pray for my brother. We literally just got our news of second failed attempt to have his liver, liver transplant since Saturday. It's been a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, 76. 76. Yeah, I'm man. sorry. Um, it's like passing a kidney stone. Gold, JC, gold. <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold. It's gold. Makes uh, 76 will feel better 
he needs beef, brats, bears, and a Nick Harbor commitment. Nick Harbor. Yes. That <laughs> makes us all feel better. Oh, the Aleppo reference was a joke about Gary Johnson. Oh, I remember him. The libertarian oh, guy. Yes, that's right. Trump, Trump and Hillary. How many times has he run for president? Aleppo? Six? <laughs> I don't know. Gary Johnson. Uh, yeah. Craiger says, meet Summers too, right, JC? Can you get Charles Power on after signing day to discuss our class? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I probably can. But I don't I don't know. Cause see technically our, our podcast lives on CBS and twenty four seven. Now uh, we just sort of use their platform. But um I'd love to have him. I love Charles. Charles actually was on when he worked for twenty four seven, he was on on with me solo. So there we go. Um Aleppo and Memphis are the same. Don't know about that. Tiffany's going to be praying for 76. Uh, Jim says, on that note, shameless plug, I'm a living kidney donor. Organ donation is amazing. Please consider being a donor. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the, no doubt. I did the thing on my driver's license. Uh, Craig, another Craig, Craig Norris. Craig N., if you will. Craig N. One of my best friends and teammates, Chris Dodson, Chester OC, Gaffney alum, was head coach AD at Ware Shoals last week. Ware Shoals, man. I uh, The only connection I had to Ware Shoals, there was a girl. I wouldn't even call her my friend. I didn't really like her all that much. Uh, I went to high school with. Um, but she was kind of in all of our classes, you know, the, the, the uh, college prep honors classes, I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. I did take those at Burns. But she she she, she wasn't very nice anyway. But her family was from Wareshole. So see, my head's full of useless information like that. That's right. Oh, just comes I, out. I remember this chick named Heather, and she was a real you know bi you know what. And I, you know you know. But hey, her family's from Wareshoals. That's it. All I know about Wareshoals. Her family. Um, Craiger says we still hadn't offered Staley, but Georgia just did yesterday. I don't know what the deal is with that. Maybe smallish. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Perry's leaving Lexington to go to Clover where his dad coached. That's right. Um, and uh, Quantrell, I will answer that question. We'll pause it there because we got to get to uh, Sawyer. Yep. Next, Sawyer the mental in. edge. Uh, if I'm a little bit late running back, it's because I went to get a hat on, but uh, Phil could introduce Sawyer and get started with the mental edge. And JC, we'll be right back. I got to make sure some things are, are are running and all that good stuff. But it'll be uh, after these messages. The Middle Edge, Sawyer Nick's coming up. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. 
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it, let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call or shoot him an email, 803-446-4662 or John B at expresssunrooms.com. They'll be happy to talk to you about getting some more sunshine into your life this summer. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Cindy's out of Spartanburg, 864-414-5271. Give her a call for your upstate residential real estate needs. And we're joined now by Sawyer Nix with the Mental Edge on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Sawyer, we know we've been talking about uh, Nick Harbor, right? And, you know, yep. I guess a big question when it comes to recruits is, um, you know, the influence that the parents have on these kids. Like, where is the, you know, what do you see, you know, in your uh, experience? Like the balance between a parent, you know, being there for a child who has not experienced enough world and experience, you know, to be able to make decisions mm-hmm. on their own. And one that, you know, is like a, a, a dance mom, if you will, <laughs> it was kind of driving the train there, you know, where's the balance. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, my wife, Elizabeth, she works in higher ed at Anderson university and she calls them bulldozer parents. You know, it's not helicopter parents used to be the parents that would hover over their kids. And now it's bulldozer parents that paved the way for their kid that push people out of the way, shove people out of the way. So yeah, it's not, not a good, uh, not a good look. Um, but it, it is tough. You know, I think part of it comes down to the personality of the student athlete. It comes down to the personality of the parent. And is this their chance to be in the spotlight? You know, they've been all of a sudden they want to grab the spotlight from the kid. Um, and sometimes parents do that. Um, sometimes coaches, are reliving, I say coaches or, or parents, they're reliving um, the missed opportunities that they had. Maybe they weren't good enough or fast enough or strong enough. And so it's that, uh, you know, just vicarious reliving of, of the, the life that they didn't have. And sometimes parents, uh, for all it's worth, will soak it up. You know, you've seen parents walk off of stage when, when kids are selecting the school. That's There's been several videos of those that's happened on, on commitment day 
kid grabs the hat and the parent takes off. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, not a good look. Not a good look. Uh, and so I feel for student athletes too, as, as hard as it is, sometimes for us as outsiders or, or the parents, or I'd say the parents, the coaches, they're looking at the parents. I mean, I can't imagine the, the student athlete looking at, at the parent who walks off or, or, you know, devalues the decision that they made. And it's not a, it's not an easy decision. Obviously the perfect ideal parent would be there to guide the, guide the person and help answer questions and go on visits and have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? But I think it's definitely different um, when the parents like, well, here's what you need and here's what you got to have. And I want you to have it. It's like, well, they, they ultimately have to make that decision. Now the, the transfer portal has made that easier. You know, unfortunately I think now there's not a four year commitment from, from some student athletes. And as we saw it with one of uh I guess one of, one of the Gamecocks that went to another school to happened this year, the parent got heavenly, heavenly uh, involved. And it, it wasn't necessarily a good look. Sometimes rightfully so, the parent called out a coach. Uh, but overall, just that involvement, it's not healthy for the student athlete or the team. And it's a difficult position to be put in, especially as a, as a student athlete. But I think it, as parents, the best we can do is just guide and not definitely not helicopter or even bulldoze. Stay out of the way. It's your child's moment. Let them have it. If they make a bad decision, it's on them. You're there to support them. You're there to help them. But you're not, not making the decision for them. It's their decision. If they make a bad decision, again, that's that's their choice. For sure. Sawyer next with the middle edge right here on uh, Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Um This past weekend, a friend of mine died. Mm. Um, I hadn't talked about it a lot on the show because it's, uh, I mean, I've been through a lot personally lately, <laughs> obviously. And uh, at some point, you just get sick of sharing bad news about your life because uh, I don't know. I know everybody out there cares about me and all that good stuff. And I just, you know, it, it's broken me up so bad I don't even like talking about it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, my purpose in life is to have a positive impact on others. And if maybe there's other people out there struggling with, you know, the why of things, um, uh, I don't know that, uh, I think this, this was, this was not a, a self-inflicted death or anything. It was, just, you know, natural death, uh, I suppose. But, uh, how do you deal with that grief and, the, and that loss where, where, where somebody that's, you know, if you know, you know, since they were a kid. Mm. So you're a little little boy, you know, uh, that's going way too soon. How, how do you how do you uh, how do you kind of work through that? Well, I mean, certainly there is that disbelief, uh, that denial. Maybe there's that shock factor. Maybe there's some confusion. Um, I think part of it is acknowledging that all of those are, are very real. That there is sometimes that that question. All right, why did this person, you know? Um, why did this person die so young? Why, you know, why them? They have kids, they have family, they have, you know, they were a big contributor. They were, you know, why is jerk Joe, you know, living it up? And then here's somebody who, who's humble and, and worked their entire life and, and given freely to the community, given, you know, to, to their families, given time, you know, it's, it's certainly, it's, um, 
it's it's hard it's a hard question um, to ask I, I think sometimes it's it's giving ourselves some space to kind of acknowledge that there's a lot of different emotions that we go through when we experience loss and even more so when it's someone that's it's kind of close to our age or even even shocking and um, I think certainly I, I hear about um, different people going through um, challenges you know when, when kids pass away from cancers like oh I mean you gotta be kidding me it's like they're they're a kid they don't they don't deserve that why uh, it's one of one of life's great mysteries that unfortunately uh, we often won't get the answer to um, certainly it's hard for us to understand or fathom or, or put into um, any kind of concepts or, or terms but, but i think accepting that there are different emotions that go on i think also it's trying to remember and, and get a fuller picture of you know what are the things that we remember that made that person great because it, there's a law if we have a loss generally we have some sort of attachment or some sort of relationship to that person. whether it's memories i guess Jason, you mentioned memories of maybe growing up certainly those those happen i think it's how do we incorporate those to get a full picture so that we can, yeah, this is really hard, but man, I'm glad I had some of those good times. Um, and being able to reflect on those, I think that's really important. But we do go through a different range of emotions, and I think it's hard to talk, but I, I really appreciate you, JC, being vulnerable and, and being able to share that, and I think that's important. And being able to, to get through some losses, I think, is being able to not shove it in a box and try and shove that box in a closet, but whether it's interpersonally ourselves or with others to go through that, to allow those emotions to, to come out, whether it's crying or anger or confusion. Um, hey, I, God gives us emotions for a reason and they're, they're not bad. They're, they're sometimes they are painful, but being able to experience those. And then again, being able to get a, get a fuller uh, picture. And sometimes there's people that feel disconnected. They feel numb. Like, well, I don't feel anything. I thought I'd feel really hurt or really painful because I'm, I lost this close friend or um, this this family member. And I don't feel anything. Well, sometimes feeling numb and, and disconnected, that, that's a tough feeling. But you know, allowing that to kind of play out and being able to, to process that and think through that and connect with others is really important, as well as continuing to, Again, take care of ourselves. You know, we, we need to eat. We need to sleep. Um, even when we go through grieving periods, it's it's important that we continue to try and focus on those things as well as we think through and as we kind of sort through those different emotions, which are mixed and not aren't necessarily good or positive emotions. Um, but I think that's that's just one of the challenges um, that we face, and and some people have different experiences in loss uh, begins being able to just accept some of that and, and process those different things where it's writing things out, reflecting on memories. Those are all important steps to take. All right. Sorry. You said it all there, man. I certainly appreciate that personally. And um, just for anybody out there, you know, that, that may need to kind of deal with some grief. Uh, that's part of life and, and all that good stuff. But we're up against it, so we got to hit a break. And uh, next time you're on, man, you'll be part of the Power Trio. That'll, that'll be, well, it'll be a quattro because I'll be the fourth wheel. That's right, the fourth wheel. So that uh, yeah. we're looking forward to that. But uh, 
Thanks so much, Sawyer, for, for joining us. Uh, we'll holler at you soon. Yeah, look forward to uh, next week and, and, again, being that fourth wheel. Um, be glad to, if anybody wants to jump on as a sponsor, one of the things I'm going to hopefully add to my Twitter feed is maybe a, a midweek musing and, and just a thought or um, something, uh, a video, a short clip, and uh, want to add some information and have a goal of trying to contribute some to uh, Carolina Rides and also hopefully upgrade my equipment one day so things aren't as shady and entry level be a little more professional so if anybody wants to jump in i'd love to connect all right thanks Sawyer. at sawyer nicks on twitter at sawyer nicks on twitter all right thanks man hey we're gonna hit a break we'll be back after these messages to wrap up hour number one of the show right after this all right bye hey man just as your state farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Walk, walk, easy. He's got a tire by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! <laughs> yes! Welcome back yeah. to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Uh, sometimes the show that goes on behind the scenes is better than the one we can put on the air. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662 is how you get in touch with John Barber and his team down there. Give them a call. They'll be happy to talk to you about potentially enclosing a patio porch for you. And... Uh, Hell, it's still the first hour, so let's talk about Cindy. She uh, She's going to help you out here in Spartanburg with your upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. Welcome Absolutely. back, everybody. Hey, we, we got it covered, too. We got a, a mortgage company, yeah, Union Home Mortgage, coming on. My boy Kevin O'Connell, uh, he's coming on online uh, tomorrow. 
Uh, so you'll if you're in the upstate, you can go to Cindy. If you're in the low country, Columbia, you can go with Jamie Bradford's Coast to Coast Realty. Coast to and Coast, we'll be hearing about that. You got a mortgage company too, so uh, you can really. I think eventually we're gonna have everything everything here where you you don't really have to spend any money with anybody but our sponsors, right? We need Audi, uh, the grocery. Now, store I was gonna say, sponsor. yeah, we need a grocery sponsor, uh, and and we need to get with Save some brewery. Yeah, well, a brewery. Yeah, yeah. we need a brewery and a distillery, we'll be okay. Brian does ask, can we get a Mike Morgan segment? Um, that's you know, Mike did that segment with with JB and Goldwater. Uh, if he can get that lined up again, uh, I talked to Mike about it the other day. Of course, Mike and I do the JC and Morgan College Football Podcast. Uh, that podcast gets iffy when when he you know when Mike has to travel and, and schedules don't line up and stuff like that. And, and during basketball season, he's you know doing SEC basketball weekend weekday, uh, all that. But man, I uh, I uh, you're preaching to the choir about that. Quantrell said, so Louisville renamed their stadium for $41 million. Do you think USC will ever do something like that? No. Well, $41 million, That's maybe. a lot of money. Well, and here's the thing, too. Uh, Louisville, it, their, their stadium's relatively new, right? And, and it was Papa John Stadium for a while. Jeez. Then it went back to Cardinal Stadium. Now it's back to whatever they're calling it now. Um, and Kentucky renamed Commonwealth to Kroger Field, but most most college football play uh, fields that are kind of in hotbeds don't do that for traditional reasons. I mean, I I, so I can't see it. Maybe 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 Bank of America field at williams bryce stadium i don't know something field i, I don't know if anybody does it um, it'd be colonial life you know yeah or colonial life field or yeah. founders yeah that's true mm-hmm. um i'll say this though quantrell I, I do think uh i mean the under armor deal i you know i i don't think it'd be too much longer to where it'd be realistic for carolina to to back out i don't even know if they'd have to buy it buy it out or not no idea um, seventy six says along with the Nick along the Nick Harbor front. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing to watch him run. A guy his size with his speed is more than impressive. Yes, Lance is going to party hard if Harbor hits. That's not a not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Carolina Titan. What's the real issue with Hardy? Heard he wasn't signing with the Gamecocks. Grades. I mean, Grades. the kid really mm-hmm. wasn't a a projected qualifier when he committed, and then he has to he had to go to a new school. A public school from a private school, so he's probably going to go JUCO. I know they'll probably get him back. Uh, Craig asked if they move up over anyone in front of the rankings if they get Harbor. Not per twenty four seven sports. I, did, I actually did the class calculator. There's a big numerical gap between the fifteenth and sixteenth ranked class. Uh, so even Nick Harbor would not be enough to push the Gamecocks ahead of Southern Cal. Um, but yeah, I think Hardy will be back. Uh, at some point, um, Clint says, seems like I remember a Bama LSU battle where mom refused to sign. Maybe lay all Collins says, Alla, it was, uh, Landon Collins, mm. the safety. Cause he went to Bama <laughs> and she was like, no, LSU, LSU. The funniest one was Alex Collins. Okay. Another guy named Collins, right? Nah. From South Florida, from plantation, Florida. Mom wanted Miami, wanted him to stay at home. Uh, Brett Bielema had just gotten to Arkansas, 
and their guys, uh, their guys, um, you know, they hired a, was it Charlie Partridge that was the South Florida recruiter down there? Uh, anyway, you know, Brett Bielema comes in and he's like, man, I'm going to give you a million carries. <laughs> You're going to come here and be, you know, the next whoever, like I did at Wisconsin. And, and, and Arkansas got him. They did a great job of recruiting him. Mom steals the letter of intent and runs away. <laughs> now, keep in mind, man, this is the same year I'm covering. This is one of my final years covering national recruiting at 24-7, right? Uh, probably one of the most interesting years I've ever had uh, covering it. Because keep in mind, I believe this is the same year where Chris Jones, who uh, plays for the, the Chiefs now, um, is deciding between Mississippi and Mississippi State. <laughs> and literally was driving back and forth. You know, those two schools are – they're both in northern Mississippi – he literally was driving back and forth between both schools. I think maybe getting a bag <laughs> and playing, playing the, the, the cards, right? Hey, look, uh, I got to get a break. We got to break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes. He takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show you can't handle the truth gamecock nation do you need a place to stay for the big game many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions but at fan plans you support inside the gamecocks still earn your hotel loyalty points and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel whether you are visiting columbia to cheer on carolina or hitting the road to follow the team get in the stands with fan plans Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. As we all know, John Barber, 803-446-4662. Give him a call. Mention you heard it here. Get $500 off your next project. Well, that was abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back, JC, or um, did you turn your headphones off? <laughs> I love it. Wi-Fi headphones, technology, back and forth. So as y'all can see, we've had a lot going on here the past couple of weekends. So, yeah, it's been nuts. I'm not sure. All right, am I back? We can hear you. I'll get rid of the echo. I mean, I didn't. This is ridiculous. I mean, I got up for like. 
I didn't. I left the headphones here. There's no reason. Ah, yeah. All of this. All what right, I think will. I'm back now. Okay, good. Yeah, now you can hear me. So there'll be an yeah. echo. So anyway, back and forth. <laughs> the uh, back and forth we go, and um, I don't know why. We lost your mic, JC. We cannot hear you anymore. How did my there mic you go. go? There you yeah. go. You're back now for whatever reason. All right. So um, anyway, that was a phone call I had to get for personal reasons. That's why we jumped a break and then everything <laughs> disconnected. That's right. Hey. Anyway. Um, it's been a hell of a few it days. Was a, <laughs> it, was an import, it was an important call and I'm going to call him back. And uh, Phil, I'll actually be following up with you about it after after that, that phone call yeah. kind of evolved you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so, uh, by the way, C-Pain, I got your text yesterday. I, I will respond soon. Um, Big Y says Candace Parker signing with the Las Vegas Aces. What do you think about that when it comes to women's basketball and Carolina girls in the league? Mm. Uh, that's where Asia Wilson plays this Vegas, right? Yeah. Probably a pretty good deal. I would guess. Another title, didn't they just win? Yeah, they won. W title, yeah. Yeah. Candace Parker, probably not going to hurt that effort again. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Uh, Clint Clint Mitchell rushes on Garner's rushes on Garner's Ferry Field at Williams Bryce Stadium. Yes, that's right. Ah, KFC says the JC have to take a fast poop. Not in that break. Yep, wasn't that break. Hey, JC, you're tired of the same old computer guy? Yep. <laughs> wow. So that's crazy. But, yeah, so 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 that same class, Chris Jones, it was like a big, huge saga. Uh, he ended up signing with Mississippi State, and uh, that was interesting uh, and all that. But that was, that was a very interesting year with Landon Collins, or with Alex Collins. I mean, literally, she stole the NIL and ran away. Stole it and ran away. Like, ran away. 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 <laughs> he didn't sign up three days later. They, they were trying to figure out, can we get around the mom or whatever? Wow. So uh, that was the thing there. Um, so that's uh, that's thing. Uh, VJ says, I have a good lead on a good idea that Harbor will be announcing for the good guys in 24 hours. <laughs> By the way, unless we get word... I don't know. There's a chance we may hold over a little bit tomorrow with Jamie for the Harbor announcement. Maybe not. Kind of depending on people's schedule. But uh, we'll have coverage of that tomorrow. Because it's supposed to go down right at 1. So may have a little 10-minute overage or something uh, with that right there. Uh, But, yeah, I I think, uh, you know, some of these stories are, are, are really interesting with the parents that, that's that's kind of what we were talking to Sawyer about a little bit, but I've never, you know, the, the Landon Collins thing that was, uh, you know, some people say it was kind of an act, you know, that she was fine with him going to Bama. Um, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that on national television. Uh, 
And then you had Jordan Burt's situation, uh, which was weird a few years ago for Carolina. Come to find out, it got even weirder <laughs> when right, he hit the portal. Yeah. Uh, and so that was that was that was sort of an interesting thing toward the end and all that. Uh, she refused to sign or didn't sign the NIL. Finally signed it late. Uh, all that good stuff. So. Um, but usually, usually, you know, I, I don't think there'll be any drama with Nick Harbor other than, you know, this is an announcement where I think everybody's kind of a little bit weird. And, and, I, and I'll say this too. I, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of like not as confident. And, and it may be because sometimes coaching staffs are confident. Uh, it's their job to be confident, that kind of thing. Uh, it, and, and it's their job to kind of know what they know. Um, but they also know that it doesn't always work out, right? Yeah. Well, and I started thinking about Shane Beamer, and I'm like, hmm. Well, the Gamecocks have lost recruit. I mean, it's not like they've swept the state, or I'm sorry, swept. Uh, they have. They basically have kind of swept the state, except you know they did lose Antonio Williams late to Clemson. Uh, they've lost recruits, right? Under under Beamer. But Shane Beamer, you know, when it, when it comes time to do the the typical Gamecock thing. Hadn't Shane Beamer surprised everybody? I mean, right. think about on the field. You know, you're like, you know, a struggle, a, a bad loss, which is a typical Gamecock thing, obviously. It happens. It happens, happens to everybody here. But, you know, you're going, we're going to that Tennessee game, all of us going, eh. I mean, we're like Bears fans. Eh, yeah. 59 yeah. to 10. Yeah. <laughs> I think I picked 59 13. And they We're turn around and run cover. sixty, yeah, they're not going to cover sixty-three to thirty-eight, you know. Uh, and then it's like, well, no way they can do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, right. They, they beat Clemson in different fashion, where they had to come from behind, which is uncharacteristic. Um, so I mean, doesn't Beamer? Didn't he surprised us all before when we're like, yeah, it could happen, but no way, you know. Like, like somebody on YouTube left a. We, we have a poll up, by the way. Uh, will they get Harbor? Yes or no? And uh, somebody said, till they get an out-of-state five-star, no. Well, he's right. They hadn't gotten an out-of-state five-star. Well, I don't right. think that matters a damn bit about anything. <laughs> out-of-state five-stars don't necessarily make you or break you uh, mm. in recruiting at all. <laughs> there um, are more states out-of-state than there are five-stars every cycle. <laughs> yeah. So it's, But um, I, I just uh, – I mean, it's, it's nice to do. It shows you got recruiting reach, and you can go el- outside of your state and attract some of the best players in the country to your school. But, uh, you know, um, not that that's going to, you know, oh, my God, they signed an out-of-state five-star. Let's start uh, Let's start sizing up the trophy case for that the, 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 the Sears trophy or whatever. Is it still called? The, it's, not, it's not the Sears trophy anymore. It was the BCS. Sears is going out of business anyway. Wait a minute. It was never the Sears trophy. Was it the Sears trophy? No. The, the was, Nash, uh... Or was the Sears trophy for like overall athletic department thing? Anyway, there, there's not. I, I, I don't know if Sears has completely gone out of it's business. The former yet coaches not. trophy. Yeah. The former coaches trophy. Is the Sears trophy? Annual. Yeah. The, yeah. the crystal football. The Crystal Football was, was awarded uh, to the national champion. What the Sears Trophy? I don't know. Let's see. Um, Birch. Uh, it was LSU and Georgia. Those were the two. 
Uh, and at different points, LSU and Georgia felt good about it. He was asking, Hayne was asking who it, who it came down to the first time. Um, LSU, Georgia, you know, Clemson felt really, really good about Jordan Burks for a long time and then ended up not getting him. But, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Rakeem says, does Harbor play tight end or wide receiver if he commits? I think receiver. Um, maybe you start him at, at a tight end-ish position. Uh, like Josh Simon's coming in from Western Kentucky. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, could be used as a receiver, but he's going to work with Jody Wright's group. So, you know, maybe that. Maybe that. I, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling they'll probably – I don't know. They may rotate in between Step and uh, Sterling Lucas and uh, say, hey, go get full, go get the ball on defense. <laughs> go rush the passer on defense and uh, go, go – we'll throw you some nine routes and some jump balls and stuff on offense. But, um, yes, I I don't know. You know, you you hear the talk about, well, he doesn't really want to gain the weight to be an end, uh, tight end or defensive end. So, where is he going to play? Well, you know, receiver. And South Carolina does not have a whole lot of big, tall receivers. They've got uh, big-bodied guys like Xavier Leggett. Uh, Omega Blake's got got a bigger-body guy. But, um, yeah, so it would be good. Was Oregon smart to have his official visit in the middle of winter? Well, the Pacific Northwest is kind of a – and a lot of you guys live up there. I mean, I know it does get cold up there in the winter, but not – I mean, not as cold as like the actual Midwest, Northeast maybe. Um, but, yeah, the, the weather there, it was cold this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, but, the, I mean, the kid's from D.C., so he's used to crappy weather, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, it gets chilly up um, there. So that's the deal there. But, uh, yeah, uh, VJ says Harbor plays Megatron. Doesn't matter where he lines up. So. <laughs> VJ says the Sears trophy isn't like that, the, the Blockbuster video bowl. Hey, don't <laughs> knock the Blockbuster bowl, man. <laughs> Those are some good uh, – the Blockbuster bowl it was a really good bowl uh, until uh, it became the CarQuest bowl, uh, I think. Two years after Carol, like two years before Carolina won it, it, it yeah. went down a notch. Now it's the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, the, people, bowl. yeah, the, the bowl. Some of these bowls have moved around, like the Hall of Fame Bowl, which is now the Outback. Well, now the ReliaQuest Bowl, which was the Outback Bowl, <laughs> was uh, was in Birmingham for a while. Um, <laughs> so Carolina's actually played in that game. Technically, uh, they've been to Tampa five times, but so they've they've been in the Hall of Fame Bowl six. Lost to Missouri. First game I ever went to. First Carolina game I ever attended in my life was in Birmingham, Alabama. Rainy and cold and disgusting. And, of course, the Gamecocks lost. Jeez. You know, uh, KFC says, my house is a Sears catalog home from 1907. Nice. Very nice. That's awesome. I like that. Uh, also says, Harbor on punt returns. Kind of like Hayden Hurst that one year under Muschamp. Oh, God. They put Hurst back there. Some people get that confused. Like they, uh, and it's kind of like the, 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 I guess, the negative legend of Will Muschie. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, people thought that Kurt Roper was his OC his whole time at Florida. And it really was there a year. Still, Kurt mm-hmm. Roper wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, Muschamp only played Hurst at punt returner once, and that was in 2016. I think maybe two games. Maybe 
A&M and Georgia. Carolina lost both of them. He, he didn't he didn't stick there, but people think he did it the whole time Hurst was here. You know, mm-hmm. Hurst played a whole other year and didn't return punts. Now, Kurt Roper loved the Hayden Hurst end around. Yeah, which it worked one time against Missouri. One of the slowest developing plays I've ever seen. <laughs> that one, Perry Orth's keeper against A&M in 2015, and Damani Staley's pick six against East Carolina in 2021. Three slowest. Slow-mo. But, dude, dude Hurst got two blocks. He broke two tackles and went rumbled into the end zone. I think we kind of knew he was going to be a special player at that point. But he kept trying it. You know, he kept going to the well. Yeah, Debo Samuel, you could have given the ball to. Well, Debo got hurt in 2017. Uh, he could have given it to A.J. Turner. You know, there was, a, there was a lot of guys on that team. He could have given it in the round. Uh-uh, no, no, Hurst. Wouldn't throw him the ball. Wouldn't, wouldn't throw <laughs> Hayden the ball at all. Nope. But, well, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't only selectively dialed up ball plays for him. But uh, <laughs> definitely ran that in around a whole bunch. But uh, Crager says Damani's still running. Uh-huh. KFC says, watch Birch tell Harbor not to go to USC. Probably so. I had a thought about that. I'm like, I wonder how much FaceTime he's getting with Jordan Birch. I mean, who's he going to listen to, though? Jordan really. Birch or guys from his home hometown? Yeah, yeah. yeah. guys from his hometown or, you know. People like Spencer Rattler, who I'm sure he's talked to, and you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, you know, that in a round against Missouri, Clint points out was only a two or three yard play, yeah, it was like yeah, second was a goal, goal line play, third. yeah, <laughs> but I mean, literally broke four tackles, he got two good blocks, broke four tackles, scored, drug, drug a guy into the end zone. <laughs> Rover's like, that's a good play, that's a really good play, we need really? to do that again. <laughs> Kurt Roper's head. I called it the magic egg. The magic egg. <laughs> he had one of those oval heads, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's open up the magic egg. My champ opens it up and screams and some obscenity into it. It comes out with ball plays. All right, here's what we're gonna run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an old teletype machine or something. <laughs> it's like a stock watch. ticker. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> uh Here's some more. Oregon is confident now, folks. Bill has some info. Just watched the interview with Steve Wilt, Funnel 24-7 Sports, and said Harbor's visit to Oregon went very well. Asked Dad what they liked the most about Oregon. His answer was Nike. Gave a slight lean to Oregon. So, okay, so you got two Nike, you got, wait a minute, you actually have, you have two Under Armour schools in Maryland and South Carolina. You got Miami, are they Nike? Miami's probably, I know Michigan's Jumpman. Um, I think Miami's Nike. Uh, or Adidas. And then, uh, and then Oregon, the Nike school. Uh, Craiger says that's how good our O line was. You had to break four tackles from the three yard line. Yeah, Nike is Adidas. That's interesting. Miami is Adidas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I knew they had switched at some point. Man, Twelve um, year Miami deal. Miami and Florida State. Are, Miami and Florida State are never going to. They're, they're like because Florida's jump man, and Miami, you know, Florida State's never switching from Nike. 
Um, Brave Red Cock. <laughs> That's a funny name. One play to get a first down to save your life, Roper or Satterfield. One play? Down in distance. Are they designing <laughs> it or calling it? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going with Sat. Well, yeah, you probably need it down a distance to make, make, make that argument. Like, Phil, <laughs> Phil's right about that. Uh, Third name, I, I might I'm go going, Roper. <laughs> I, Sat, was, Sat was a little bit more ballsy, I guess. Oh, it's or, a third and ten. You haven't ballsy? done anything. So maybe it oh, is third a and ten. call. Neither? Yeah. Because they're both going to call a play with a pass play short of the sticks. Pete Limbo. Pete Limbo. There you go. <laughs> the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Well, shoot, we're not going to throw it short of the sticks, are we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, third and ten, given those choices, I uh, I run the ball and then uh, let Pete do some magic <laughs> on fourth down. <laughs> Jared says, Harbor doesn't need Oregon to get Nike. Seems like he gets sponsorship on his own. That's true. That's true. But I don't know, Phil. I just don't know. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. He just he. I, I don't know. I think I read this on the uh, on the old Twitter there. I don't know who said it. I wish I could credit whoever it was, but I think you know the school that he picks tomorrow will determine where his heart really lies with which sport. Right. You take Oregon, obviously, his heart's with track and field. You pick South Carolina, you feel like you could do well with track and field, but your heart really long-term lies with football. I thought that was fairly decent analysis. Um, You know, you just don't know. Montreal's right. He's trying to go to Paris. He's trying to get to the Olympics. That's what it's all about. That's the SEC. Well, I mean, if you're trying to get into the Olympics that quick, I don't know. Just go. I think he already could. I mean, we've seen what he's been doing in track and field. I mean, <laughs> you know, he should be able to go. I, yeah, I just don't. Uh, yeah, that's a quick turnaround. But yeah, you know, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But um, maybe the twenty twenty eight Olympics, I guess, would be a little more realistic if you're going to play football. But look. Uh, Oregon, if you're looking at other schools that have been confident, like Carolina, I think Oregon's that other school. Yeah. Um, I'll say this though: they've got a lot of a lot of coaches on that staff out there that are always super confident and have been at every stop in their career. So, I'll just make that point about Oregon. <laughs> you know, they, guys like Tosh Lupoy and. You know, even Dan Lanning, those guys don't they don't they don't normally I mean they're they're seasoned recruiters and uh, I've seen them get a whole bunch of guys, uh, but I've also seen them lose some guys when they are extremely confident. So uh we'll see. But I, I don't honestly I don't uh I mean if you look at it from a business decision standpoint, you know, football is the better long term play for your financial freedom if you will you want you do, hard to create generational wealth in track and field it's true brian has a uh okay so here's what he said 
South Carolina and Oregon. So, so here you go. So, so he's putting it, uh, he's, uh, you know, he, he put this out and also NIL wise, he's like, I'm a popular athlete. I could be as popular as Bronny James or Arch Manning because of my dual sport athleticism. I won't be one of those kids that you offered 8 million. It won't work like that. Distance from home is working against Oregon. Relationships are stronger. It's South Carolina versus Oregon, but never rule out Loxley. So that's a VIP mm. article. I shouldn't have read it because somebody just joined. I hope you won't get your money's worth that. I didn't read you the whole thing, but that's the synopsis mm. of the latest from Brian Doan, our people. So you can kind of safely now say uh, it's Carolina or uh, or Oregon. And Hale also has an update about, oh, Champ Sports is uh, oh. sponsored. <laughs> oh, well. So, anyway, lots of stuff going on with this kid, man. Celebrity. So, uh, anyway. But, uh, oh, and, and somebody did point out the Maryland folks. Now they're saying South Carolina has the largest NIL offer on the table. I don't know, man. I'd be surprised if it was larger than Oregon's. But I do think distance from home is something there. So, hey, look, I, I actually think that's good news, folks, because I kind of expected, oh, it's Oregon or Michigan today or something like that. But it's, uh, I think I think it looks up, um, it looks like Carolina's got a good shot. Distance from home is probably pretty good. Um, Quantrell says, call me crazy, but I think Nike factors in a lot of recruitments. How major kids factor it in? Think about who the biggest brands are in football. They're all Nike outside of Notre Dame and who else? Yeah, kind of. Um, so Ohio, Ohio State's Nike now, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Michigan's Jumpman, which technically isn't Nike, but it is, right? Jumpman's a, a yeah. different thing. Jumpman made $19.5 billion. Gross revenue, but the B, yeah, <laughs> wow, nineteen hundred um, million dollars. Yeah. And, and I think you know Shane Beamer's worked just about all the schools he's been at except South Carolina, and I think Mississippi State when he was there may have been Adidas or something. Uh, all the schools he's worked at have been Nike too. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Don Staley and Lamont Paris would prefer Nike. Um, I don't think Mark Kingston cares. I don't think baseball cares, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's a deal where I thought the uh, I thought the Under Armour deal was really good at the, at the time because Carolina was a uh, Russell Athletic, which is about like Kmart. I mean, yeah, right, yeah. Like, I mean, might as well not, have been not, bike. Kmart <laughs> was a cheap brand, right? Uh, back in the day, and now it's almost non-existent. <laughs> It's not even a cheap brand anymore. You know, you can go Puma and probably get better than Russell Athletic, right? Puma would be kind of cool. That's right. Basics. But, um, you know, I, I'm with you. I think it's time. I think the Under Armour deal sort of uh, run its course. They lost me kind of during the Muschamp era when there was a clear decision on the part of the football staff um, to uh, to change uniforms every week. 
And there really wasn't, I mean, I, I guess they did a couple of, well, those were helmets though. It was the script yeah. and they did the throwbacks, but it just, it, it never looked right. I don't know. I mean, Under Armour's fine for now. I, it's not something where I would go and, you know, invest 20 million and like lose $20 million to, to change it right now. Yeah. But I think they definitely need to kind of look at it a, a little, uh, a, a way closely, you know, and, and I, I, to me, it doesn't cost the Gamecocks as much as people think. Uh, cause there's a lot of successful programs out there that are under armor or, or Adidas or whatever that aren't Nike, but you know, Quantrill makes a point, you know, the bigger brands are Nike or Jumpman. So Trey says, if a kid's picking a school based on apparel versus getting to the next level in a relationship with the staff, then they aren't sold on a school. They're sold on an apparel brand. That's true. If that's the deciding factor, but, but with this kid, Trey, it's different. It's not, he's not just like a five-star football player. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a Olympic athlete. Endorsements matter a ton. Yeah. Um, name image likeness is going to matter to a certain extent. I think South Carolina's got a competitive plan in place for him. Um, in fact, I know they do talking to some sources or contacts rather, uh, Straight cash flow right up front. I, I'd be shocked if the Gamecocks had more on the table than Oregon, and they certainly don't than Miami. No, so, I mean you know Miami yeah. cut a check for whatever they need. Yeah, Marie Ruiz. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, you know, so um, I don't know. I, I don't know what'll happen. Champion seems to be making a little comeback too. My kid, our kid, uh, the 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 fourteen year old loves Champion. Mm. The sweatshirts and stuff. So, um, you know, Jeff Fowler says he likes Russell Athletic. <laughs> Spurrier wouldn't wear it when he got here. Not the shoes. <laughs> and no, the cleats were gone. He was like, yeah. no, we're going to go for, with Reebok for two years with shoes because we, we don't have to wear their shoes. Contract didn't say anything about cleats. So they went with Reebok cleats because of the NFL, and then Spurrier wore – his own personally designed shirts and visors that said Carolina and had his signature on them. <laughs> you know, you got an ego when you wear a shirt on the sideline that and thumb your nose at the apparel contract, right? You know, I'm shooting. I'm sorry. I can't wear that. You know, no, not wearing that. I'm head, head ball coach. I'm used to Nike and we wore Nike at Florida. It's real sharp. And, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's like, I'm just going to go, I'm going I'm to wear these, sh these shirts with my signature on them and he's selling them online. Huh. Every weekend, I'm just going to be a walking billboard. Steve Spurrier, Inc., baby. Yeah, head ball coach, Inc. Yeah. Head ball coach, Jeez. Inc. <laughs> HBC, Trey says, I think it will come down to what Phil said. Tomorrow we'll know which sport his heart's in the most. Trey, I agree. That's an excellent point. I agree with you and Phil. KFC says, where's Miami getting all this money? Ruiz? Yep. The NIL His name money. is John Ruiz. <laughs> Ruiz. He's, he's the guy that's loading up with NIL. Now, Miami did something smart a couple of years ago, investment-wise. Um, you guys have heard about the 1110 Project or whatever at South Carolina. This thing at South Carolina that they're hoping to do would be similar to this, not exactly, not the same industry or anything, but Miami invested in a hospital system, right? And in this country, we have for-profit hospitals, which we can all debate that on another show. You know, I kind of personally, I'm 
you guys can probably guess look I'm, I'm okay with for-profit hospitals for the most part although they fleece you i got a big bill myself the other day but uh anyway but you can make money owning a hospital right well they're not just making money they make a crazy money. so that's how they're able to like pay mario cristobal like they would have never paid a coach that much money had they not had that extra flow coming in from the hospital system. So the university is rich and flush with cash. Uh, and they're investing back in athletics. The NIL part of it at Miami is all Ruiz. And I think he's going to get in trouble because he's very blatant about it. You know, I signed this guy before he's ever signed, you know, and, and that's the part of the NCAA says, no, you can't do that. So I don't know. Daryl makes a good point here. He says, everybody keeps talking about Oregon track, but nobody knows how well Curtis Fry at Carolina has been able to produce. Yeah. yeah. Multiple mm -hmm. Olympians. I mean, he, he's a legendary track coach as far as getting guys ready for the Olympics and running and all of that good stuff. So, uh, and someone asked me about that this morning on 107.5 about Curtis Fry. Will, will that be a big factor? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, and that's probably not been stated enough. And it's probably because Curtis Fry has been at South Carolina, you know, since I was seven years old or something. <laughs> now, yeah, he's been at Carolina a long time. Uh, and so people just kind of like, oh, it's Curtis Fry, the track coach. Is, you know, somebody that is like, is, is that the track coach still Curtis Fry? Yeah, yeah, yeah it still is. But um, so that's the deal there. Um, uh, Quantrell says, are you guys staying over for the live harbor commitment? I'm going to give you a maybe on that. Maybe. If we can, I would think if we can. If, if we schedules can. work yeah. out, we won't mind you. Mark says apparel has always ruled basketball. It's only right seeping its way into football, especially with NIL. Yeah, I don't know. NIL-wise, I, I don't know. I, I think – all right, so – and sometimes when, when teams lose, everything is wrong, you know. <laughs> The apparel, the jerseys, the uniforms, the pregame music, the doo-doo ice in the stadium, the uh, lines in the bathroom. I mean, everybody's just like. Okay. Mm. Um, and, and so I think that, you know, because they did have issues with those cleats early, like 07, 08-ish, 09-ish. And they got it fixed because I haven't heard anything bad about the Under Armour cleats since. Uh, you hear rumors, but but it's not widespread like it once was, where, where you knew it was just a that's a piece of crap shoe you got on. You got to have man, you got to have good shoes, right? You got to have a good sports. pair of shoes. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's like something you're on. Yeah, get a, get you a good pair of shoes. You get know? you a good pair of shoes. But I, you know, so my understanding is the cleats have gotten a lot better. But look. I think I think that apparel contracts used to be sort of a, a big lifeblood for for a program. I think now they're just a very nice extra income stream income stream to have because of the TV money being crazy. Um. So, I think what you do is you you say, all right, well, we're gonna go with uh, whatever makes our players the most comfortable and happy apparel wise, you know. Um, I, I think that's what you got to do at, at this point. You know, I think when South Carolina signed the Under Armour deal, hell, it was better than Russell Athletic. Anything, mm. anything was better than Russell. <laughs> you know who stuck with Russell for a while? Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson because he didn't care. Because he didn't care what you were. 
ain't what you wear, it's, it's how you play the option. Clips of fan rant. Respect this valley. Respect the valley. Respect the valley. Craiger has a question for you, Phil. Phil said your wife's a teacher. What line of work are you in? She is. I am a. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm a, a broadcaster. <laughs> I'm a broadcaster. No, a and, a, and a service industry professional as well as an entrepreneur. No, yes. No, I used to be in uh, insurance. I worked in the. I worked in the wholesale industries for twenty some years, and then went into insurance, and now I'm you know, hosting an internet radio show and. Filling in the gaps while it grows by working part-time gig. That's Phil's occupation Phil's story. being pretty modest. Phil, Phil built a, <laughs> a business that sold, like, uh, of course, the owner's got that money, you know, for 12 point something million dollars. So, you know, <laughs> Phil's being a little modest about, oh, it's 20 years in wholesale. Nah, he, Phil built a dang empire. Well, but, I, uh, I, I came in of, on the empire. I didn't build okay. it. I didn't build it. Helped run and manage it. <laughs> you know. uh, KFC says his friend Carson was a tight end under Holtz and Spurrier. He said they got one pair of shorts and a T-shirt to work out in, and that, that was all. The Russell Athletic gear was awful. Let <laughs> me tell you this right now. You're not getting the one short. And one T-shirt, and that's it, right here. My Russell Athletic T-shirt. It says Carolina football on it. Just lay my hat. My son Skippy had a learning disability. He had to go to Holy Cross Junior College. You couldn't get another name. Well, I tell you right now, you take the one pair of shorts and the one shirt, and you're going to bust your ass. I'm going to run you until you throw up in these tame down and drugs of puke. I'll tell you this right now. We're not going to be backing down from anybody in the country. I don't care if we lost over 11 games last year. The plane crashed. We've come back to me. I'm plane crash, pilot dead. What am I doing here? It's not bad. Right from, my Lou Holtz has gotten a lot better. Getting been there. It's like Lou Holtz is here with a hair lip. <laughs> some of the a hair you, lip, you got, hair lip Lou Holtz. <laughs> you got some of the uh, Coach O cadence coming through in the Lou Holtz, though. It's interesting. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, they put on their one shirt just like just we do, Cricker's like head. <laughs> just like we do. And if Bo Schimbeckler wants a piece of me, tell him you can meet me right now at the 50-yard line. Tell me about him, too, little penny weights. I'll beat his butt. <laughs> All right. So my, my Lou's gotten a lot base to not be able to do it. But it's just kind of the... And then talk like that. And talk like that. A bit so. more spittle, though, for the older Lou. They look pretty funny. A little more lisp. Yeah, there it is. I'm going to tell you right now about my son Skip. <laughs> Haynes said Eric Kimmery does a great Holtz impersonation. He does. Some of those guys that played for him are unbelievably good. Mm. Unbelievably <laughs> good. Courtney Levitt. Yeah, best Holtz mm. impersonation. Uh, ha ha, JC doesn't like Holtz confirmed. I actually do like Lou Holtz. I thought I thought Lou left Carolina just like he left every place else he coached. Kind of a mess, but he won. You know, he won yeah. some games and accomplished some stuff. You know, I it was crazy because I, you know, Lou 
Lou and Spurrier both left the program like not so good. Uh, I actually think Muschamp probably left a little better, believe it or not. That's something we can debate over the summer. Uh, but they left it a mess in different ways. Spurrier just left no talent because he, he he's had a he, he wasn't all that adept with recruiting and, and knowing how to hire recruiters and things like that. Uh, so the talent was way down. Holtz left players, but there was a litany of off-the-field problems. Mm. They were very undisciplined. I'll tell you this right now. When I left South Carolina, they are very undisciplined. You got to go more Daffy Duck. <laughs> or is that Porky Pig? That's, that's awful. Yeah, that's Porky. So we have a, a certified Disney planner that's a, an affiliate of the show now, and I think I'm going to cut her a commercial where I'm goofy. Gosh. Gorsh, I'd like for you to come see me. Gorsh. <laughs> Don't ask me to do Donald Duck. My face vibrates. I can't do that. Nose. No, I couldn't even try. <laughs> um, Joey says, hey, JC, it seems like ESPN recruiting rankings seem to be different than the other services more often than not. Do you know anyone that works for them? Yeah, Tom Luganville, Craig Haubert, Billy Tucker. And those guys have a little bit different philosophy, and that's why – I like them, them being part of the composite because they just look at it straight on film grade. Like they were sitting in a coach's office doing it. You know, they don't pay attention to offers. They don't pay attention to this, that, and the other. They don't they, they don't have as many data points. And when I worked for ESPN, you know, they would solicit feedback from guys like me and Jerry, but they're the ones that do it. And that's their brand is like, okay, we're going to have guys that coached in college do all of our rankings. And uh, it's the guys from Scouts Inc. that kind of came through with uh, – Todd McShay was part of Scouts Inc. and all that. Uh, really good guys. And, uh, I, I, man, I, I loved working there. As far as a job goes where I had to work for someone else, ESPN was the best job I've ever had. Dude, I had an American Express card to travel. Like, didn't have to fill yeah. out the daggum anything. Expense report and all that. No, you just use yeah. the company card, right? Yeah. Nice. My check every month came from the Walt Disney Company. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> Here, I'm going to turn around and give it right back to you and spend $5,000 going to Disney World. Yeah, I was going to say, that you, you took a lot of Disney trips during those years, too. <laughs> yeah, they're going, they, they got it all back for me now. That must have it, right? So, uh, you know, yeah, Joey, Joey makes a good point. The other three are similar, around 100, and then a guy won't even be in the top 300 for them. Yeah, that, that's just that's how they do it, but I really like – I really like that, them being a part of it, because they are so different. Uh, and if you look at their rankings through the years, they've got some wins. 24-7 has some wins. Rivals has some wins. Scout had some wins. On3 will have some wins. They really roughly, accuracy-wise, are about the same. That's why I think 24-7 sports composite uh, is the best way to do it, because Different people have different ways of evaluating. You know that from the NFL. Look look at how many uh, NFL personnel people you get on the record about one player. Get eight of them on the record, they're going to tell you eight different things. Yeah. And, and and some of it's just going to be a lie because they actually love the kid and want to draft him, so they're trashing him. Yeah. Hey, I heard he's got a, he's got a wooden kickstand protruding from his tailbone. That's right. You can't stand up. He's an easel. He's an easel. You have to paint on him. He's terrible. We're not taking him. We hope the Lions take his him. left foot. <laughs> we dare the Lions to take him at two. And the Lions are like, no, we won't take him then. 
And then, sure enough, it's like the Bears are drafted. It wouldn't be the Bears. They're not that sly. They'll tell you exactly what they're in. We're going to trade uh, Justin Fields for a sack of beef sandwiches and a Cornish hen. <laughs> it's a good deal. Hayne said, Rattler just sent a message to Harbor. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, this is one thing about this: the South Carolina players now. Uh, and they've, they've always sort of done this. They are super aggressive on recruiting. <laughs> on Twitter. Yes. That helps Shane Beamer quite a bit. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Bo yeah. Nix reach out. <laughs> Bo Nix. <laughs> Beauregard Nix. Isn't he coming back for another year? How old is Bo Nix? He's 147 years old. Cat <laughs> <laughs> Williams has new stand-up out. And he's talking about Biden, and it's funny. He's like, Joe <laughs> Biden is 99 years old. He says he uses a little more colorful language than that. Cat Williams is hilarious. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. So we got one more break, Phil. Or we is that it? Or are we? Well, two? we already hit it. <laughs> we we had the emergency break, so that kind of hit the second break in the second hour. Oh, we're out of breaks. I can play a new break that we're gonna. I thought we had tomorrow. one more. I thought we had five because I didn't think we took one early because we were late. No, we did. We did. We ended up taking one before Sawyer. We took one after Sawyer. We took, yeah. No, we one we're, right after that. Yeah, we've, we've run through breaks. I can play a 30 second spot if you need a little break. Nah. nah All right. We'll just keep rocking and rolling. That's right. By the way, also, um, as we told you, Jamie Bradford <laughs> is joining us tomorrow full time. And he, he'll, he'll bring a little more professionalism to this outfit. A bit more uh, polished, so somebody yeah. asked earlier, are we still going to have a good time? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, we, we uh, it's like when you know when he comes on on Wednesdays anyway. We usually drag him down into <laughs> into our realm a bit anyway. So yeah, yeah, we do. But yeah, it'll still be probably a lot like my segments on JB and Goldwater, uh, for that matter. Um, but with AM Gold, by the way, AM <laughs> Gold, AM Gold. So. That's the deal there. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Daryl said Daryl uh, did make the point about Curtis Fry. And like I said, I did have a conversation earlier about it, and it's. Um, I think maybe we haven't talked enough about him uh, and the factor uh, if he does come to Carolina. But once again, the report, latest report, looks like Oregon and South Carolina, the final two, the final countdown. So all right. So so my question is this. My question is, number one, obviously South Carolina's not third like, uh, what's his name? Woody. Womack. Woody. Uh, Number two, obviously Maryland is not uh, on top. And I I think Michigan hadn't felt great about it for a while. And they could probably blame their coach Harbaugh for that. Um, (laughs) So... uh, yeah. Craiger says, don't know if you saw yesterday, but I sent you a Facebook message about info on the bourbon trail in Kentucky. I responded right away. I don't normally do that with Facebook messages either. I was on Facebook and you popped up though. Yeah. I gave you some, uh, some of the best there, Craiger. Uh, I think unless there's another message, if there was a follow up, I missed it. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tiffany's like, there needs to be a quota met for JC impressions. I don't know. I, I'm glad I get to do impressions. Because, I mean, you know, uh, I don't work with a bunch of stiffs anymore, you know. That's and great. Yeah, you don't have to worry about when it. I, when I worked with Corey Miller and Mike Morgan in Columbia, it wasn't like that. 
and uh, and I loved working with Greg McKinney in Greenville too. It's just with Greg, you kind of feel silly. Did I use the word silly again? Uh, you, you feel silly kind of being, you know, overtly entertaining. Um, you know, just because that was his show, and, you know, and, and I yeah. didn't want to step on his toes. You know, Greg was an institution on the radio up there. Um, but, you know, yeah. And then when you're a guest, you don't want to sit there and just go on and on and on. Hmm. Like, although I, I did watch some a comedian, Bill Burr, today. Bill Burr's hilarious. Bill Burr's hilarious, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so he was on with Conan O'Brien, and I was like, oh, my God. And Conan and, and the sidekick were literally sitting there going, this, this isn't going to be able to air. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bradford felt. Bradford and Goldwater felt that way with me sometimes. But, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, he said, I wonder if Woody Womack has any relation to Bobby Womack. <laughs> Chances are no. Mm-hmm. Chances are no. Uh, Joey, I didn't get to visit Castle and Key on the trail while I was there. Bill Burr rules. Um, Brian says, when are you going to Disney in March? Uh, leaving March 19th, like it's my mom's spring break. Uh, so it's March 19th through the 25th or something. Um, we'll be there Monday. It's kind of cool because like that trip, uh, from Christmas, uh, night until, uh, the day before new year's was costing me an arm and a leg. Uh, but I got it for, I got this one. I got one extra day. So five days instead of four. And it was a thousand dollars cheaper. So, and I saved 250 bucks on the flight that I rescheduled, which thank God I rescheduled it because that was during the Southwest mayhem. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That would have been awful. You may not have yet. That's right. You might've been driving. Good Lord. I can only imagine uh, driving from Orlando to Chicago. Jesus. Yeah. Bobby Womack, uh, 110th street. That's a good song Mm -hmm. uh, from uh, Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. Underrated Tarantino flick. Up across 110th Street. A guy the other night in the bar named Purvis, he's talking about, uh, I guess I could say his first name. He's a buddy of mine, but he's been talking about his wife's, you know, his wife's mom died or something, and she's been depressed, and he hasn't been getting any. And, and so he talks to Nat, and, you know, Nat's got never. And I always tell my guy friends, it's like, it's always cool to talk to women about women, but never take their advice that serious. Unless they're just like lifelong friends, you know, and you yeah. know, or sisters, maybe. So, so even that though, because they're always looking at it from like their own romantic story in their head, and they know if a guy took their advice and approached them with that, they would like run away because it's just not manly. It's advice, for, you know, advice from from the opposite sex. Uh, so she goes into this whole thing about oh, you need to, you need to, you know, take her to Vegas, take her to Vegas, and all this other stuff, and you know get her some chocolate and a little, little champagne and then tell her you're going to rock the world. And I was like, she, she went on and on for about 15 minutes. And he asked me what I thought. I said, seven words, play some G D Barry white six. I'm sorry. That's six words. Five. If you don't go with the G and which I normally don't. Solved, overdone. Play it. Play some bear like that. Light a candle. We've been together for a long time. We came through it, but it's all a year, and we don't stop. 
and forever and ever. Girl, you know it. I mean, that's pimp. Or, or if you want something a little more, you know, you don't want to do never ever give you up. Maybe, maybe your girlfriend, your friend that's a female, told you that was all stalkerish, right? Never gonna give you up, right? Yes, right. You can't sing. You can't sing, baby. You're cold outside anymore. So maybe you can't sing that either. I don't know. Then how about you're my first, my last, my everything? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so, so that's man. I mean, look, play some Barry White. That's all you gotta do. Play some Barry White. That's four four words. <clears throat> play some Barry White. Take the that's profanity it. out of it. That's all you need. Don't even need to. Yeah. Uh, cleanse it either that or go cut the grass. <laughs> Wash do the, the dishes. dishes and switch the laundry. Close the refrigerator, <laughs> clown. <laughs> and put the seat down. <laughs> uh, house full of boys it's hard I, I, Carlton says first time he could watch this live thanks Carlton welcome in sir in. We'll, we'll, be a, we'll be a power trio tomorrow and, that's right That's uh, right. probably a little more mature with everything by the way I failed to mention Gamecock basketball by the way Red's barking I left the door open I don't know there must be a squirrel um I mean, he's going to freeze to death. It's, it, you know, it's one degree outside. Um, <laughs> Kruger said something about Teddy Pendergrass. I knew that yeah. was coming. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, you got what I need. <laughs> That's from Delirious. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's one degree outside. But, yeah, I, I think uh, – I didn't mention this. The Gamecocks are playing a men's basketball game tonight. Cool. Mississippi State State comes to town. Uh, Let's see if the Gamecocks can keep it within 10 at home for the first time in an SEC game. Uh, Clint says it's okay, JC. You don't have to mention anything about basketball. You know, talking to one of my friends on the the Big Spur, kind of private messages and stuff, you know. Um, And and I don't know. know, I, I don't think you can fire somebody after a year. I don't. Uh, I just don't think it's just unprecedented. Now, guys have quit after a year, and the job just may be that bad, <laughs> or or there may be some I don't know. Uh, but I I do think that whereas some of these people that wanted to fire Shane Beamer in his first year, I, I thought were just like nut jobs, right? And um, uh. I don't know that you're that much of a nut job if you kind of think, well, white may not work out. And, uh, or, sorry, white. Who was white? Paris. Lamont Paris. I was thinking about Barry White. Barry White. The head coach of the Gamecocks, Barry White. A touchdown, Barry White. Oh. <laughs> Can't get enough of your love, baby. Oh, Brian's getting to Disney on the 25th. Yep, I'm flying out on the 25th. So if you're at MCO, wave at me. Get a, if, you, if you're in, on the monorail that goes from the terminal to the thing, unless you're driving. A lot of people from South Carolina do make the drive. I, honestly, I probably would too if I were. Because, you know, yeah, you we fly drive. out of Charlotte. Huh? You yeah, drive. we drive. Yeah, that's yeah, easy. It's, it's not that bad of a drive. Not bad. Really. So, um, Rakeem it says, any scouting report, 2025. Irmo QB, AJ Brand, coach's son, good arm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, good mobility. If he's not a quarterback, he could be a safety or receiver. Right now, a quarterback, though. So, um, I mean, shoot. Irmo High School, man. It's been, it's been pretty good. <laughs> to the Gamecocks with Nick Imanwari. Could have been even better, but we all know Jeff Coat thing. Um, Kane said, what do you listen to get over Gamecock basketball? Uh, I listen to the song Numb by U2. I used to be able to get that high. I can't anymore. Uh, it's yeah, like, you listen to the women's basketball call. <laughs> Could have gone, gone and hired Sean Miller, but not Sean Miller. <laughs> I feel now. Um, JC, be on the lookout on the iHealth Consulting mailbag about a theory you talked about way back when you were doing the solo podcast. It involved Banks moving from Columbia to Charlotte involving Carolina as a university. Oh, that was some deep mm-hmm. stuff there. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be on the lookout that for that. That cut. was kind of a deep, a deep cut about all that one. Um, all right. Well, folks, tomorrow's a big day. Not just on the show, but for Carolina recruiting. The elusive out-of-state five-star could come the Gamecocks way, or he's going to go to Oregon. Uh, I think it's... Anywhere else would be shocking. Anywhere but Maryland, man. Maryland's kind of become a pain. I mean, Maryland and South Carolina, they... They, they, at one point, the men's basketball rivalry in the 60s when Lefty Drizel was up there and Frank McGuire was in, in Columbia was a bloodbath like there are fights and stuff but the schools hadn't really played a whole lot over the years uh they the baseball team that in a regional that i called the beginning of the end uh the baseball team did put carolina out in 2014 in columbia um they played basketball a few times they played football a long time but that's becoming such a rivalry uh, heck i've gotten called up in it i'm like ah so maryland doesn't get them yeah that's right <laughs> I mean, you know, Maryland has no use for South Carolina fans anymore because they, they're not in the same league as Clemson anymore, so who cares? Yeah, right. You don't help us any. You're just a fourth-place Big Ten to East team, fifth sometimes, if Indiana's good. Nectaria says the passing this season been so bad, turnover after turnover. Somebody says Carlton says Lamont has a bad roster, but is passionate. I can see he has a vision. He will get it right. I hope so, man. Um, even – even if he does, it's going to be tough. It's not as easy as having a guy that can coach anymore. You, you got to, in that sport, have resources and stuff. So, anyway, we're out of time. And by the time you listen to this show again, uh, we'll have Jamie Bradford here to talk to us. Uh, Haynes said, Maryland is hot dog water. Yeah. <laughs> man, I like a good hot dog, but not the water, man. I wouldn't nope. drink that water. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't drink the water. It's one of the few yeah. pot liquors that's not good. True. All right, for Phil Mullinax, J.C. Sherbert, National Nicholas Harbor Day tomorrow um, and signing day, and hope all you Gamecocks that do watch the basketball game tonight, including my friend Richard, who's going to his first game today, he and 25 other people at the CLA. I hope you do have a wonderful time, uh, even if the product on the court may not be that good this evening. Uh, for Phil, it's J.C. Signing off for the last time as a power duo. Tomorrow, Jamie Bradford joins the show. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>